tonight on Dark Hollow Paranatural, a return to the air for us in 2020, an admission by the Office of Naval Intelligence that there are actual UFOs out there. Ladies and gentlemen, we all knew this, but now they're admitting it. A new finding that could save a lot of lives related to the human liver, but uh, frankly, it's kind of chilling. And information is starting to creep out about a mysterious series of killings in Idaho tonight on Dark Hollow Paranatural. From the DHP studios in Sleepy Hollow, amid the shades and the shadows, and things that go bump in the night. Dark Hollow, and this is Dark Hollow Paranatural for Friday, January, what is it, the 24th, 2020. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a long time to Dark Hollow Paranatural, sitting across from me here in the Dark Hollow Studios, the one, the only, three-time Catholic priest. Is it four yet, Jay? No, not, not yet. Three-time Catholic priest. He wrote the book on exorcism and has lately turned up in the catwalk engineering circles. You'll have to tell me something about that, Jay. Jay Roselle, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, everyone. What about this this catwalk design that you're doing? Well, you know, when you have a traditional catwalk, um, the model walks down the runway, and they turn around and walk back. And uh, there's a lot that goes into the design uh, because, you know, if, if you think about it, uh, the way the model, uh, you know, the model is going to be wearing all sorts of different uh, footwear. Uh, they're not able to keep a straight line. So you have to engineer the catwalk so that they are directed into a path. And, um, you know, that's, that's sort of where I come in. So it's like psychology. Or are you talking physical barriers? Oh, physical, physical. Uh, now, there, there is a psychological um, component, but... Because um, they don't want to hit the barrier. Yeah, uh, but, uh, but we're, we're talking about something the model is probably going to be unaware of for the most part, and it's just going to uh, make sure that they are able to focus on wearing, you know, what they're wearing and, and presenting it to the uh, audience. Fair enough. Um, I guess that's a, a big part of what you've been up to the, for the past five or so years. We, it doesn't seem that long, but we've been off the air for quite a while. Yeah, the time has flown by. It's, um, yeah, I mean. Well, to give our listeners a little bit of a, an insight into what brought us down, um, we're not permitted to clue you in on precisely what it was that brought the federal government down on us, but we were shut down. We had people uh, raiding the Dark Hollow Studios one day, and um, yeah, we have been capable of returning to the air for some time, but there were some rather onerous restrictions on our ability to do so, or what what we would be able to do if we did return. So uh, until situation changed, which it did recently, we just stayed stayed out of the way. But uh, we have a few um, a few specific hurdles, I guess we should say, that we'll have to jump through. By the way, I am required to mention at this point in the program, we'll uh, do this a little differently going forward, but uh, I am required to mention that 
Dark Hollow Paranatural is a program for entertainment purposes only. You should not believe anything that you hear on Dark Hollow Paranatural, and please research these things yourself. This message brought to you by the United States government. I know you're cringing, Jay, but it was absolutely required. They they required us to do that, as you know. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's, there's a lot to be said about it, but I guess now is not the time. Yeah. So, uh, as for me, I have been, uh, Dibble dabbling in a Christmas tree farm. How's that working out? That sound that sounds wrong. I have been working, dabbling in uh, designing a uh, Christmas tree farm and seeing if I could get it off the ground. And frankly, I can't get the critters to come up out of the ground. It's not working out very well, Jay. Well, I mean, you can, you know, I I, I don't want to speak out of turn here, but I, I know that uh, it's common to buy pre-grown trees and transplant them into your, your farm and then sell them. Seriously, I've been resorting to all sorts of uh, ritual chants and uh, uh, old old school Native American magic trying to get these trees up out of the ground. Yeah, sometimes it's just easier to, you know, have someone else do it. Maybe we need to uh, get together and discuss contacts after the program. Sounds good. All right. Uh, what, so what have you been up to aside from catwalk design for the past five years? Oh, wow. Um, what haven't I been up to? It's been, it's been busy times. I heard about your exploits in that cereal factory. Yeah, uh, there's that. Um, you know, whenever an opportunity comes along, I, I have to jump at it. And the cereal factory was, uh, well, you know, I, I wasn't supposed to be there, as you know. Turned into a bit of fiasco. Yeah, it, it, it did. Um, and let, let's just say I'm, I'm not going to, uh, yeah, I'm not going to go into that again. That that's, that's a once and done sort of thing. Fair enough. Any, uh, new products that you'd like to, uh, put a plug in for? Well, um, you know, in, in some way related to the, the catwalk, um, engineering gig, I have started a line of, um, priest, um, model, um, fashion wear. And it's, a, uh, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's very conservative, very subtle, but, um, appropriate for the subject matter. Yeah. But you know, if, if, if you're, you're a priest or if, if you're, um, you know, um, if, if you spend your time, a lot of time around priests, you'll notice the differences, the subtle, the subtle design changes and that I've made. And, um, I think, uh, I think they're going to go, go off pretty quick. Excellent. Um, maybe I should look into some of that for a Halloween costume or are they prohibitively expensive? You know, um, I, I can, I can make you a deal. Excellent. All right. We'll talk about that as well. So, um, absent voices from the past that are absent today. Um, I did attempt to, uh, acquire Alex Thurgood for the program. He is not going to be able to make it here tonight. However, he will, he has assured me, uh, put in an appearance very soon. So uh, looking forward to having Alex back on the programming, hearing what he's been up to. Um, I honestly have not a clue because we don't uh, keep in um, so much touch these days with him traveling so much. It's, it's kind of hard to get a hold of him. It took me two weeks to get a response to a text message from him. 
So at any rate, uh, let's move on to the news. Now, uh, please bear with us a bit. We're using some new uh, new studio hardware. We're in a different area of the, the Dark Hollow Cabin, so it's a little bit more echoey, and uh, the microphones might not be up to scratch. We will be correcting that in the near future as we get back off the ground. Um, so we have just a just a handful of, of topics to cover today. This is just sort of a, a ease back into it um, edition of the program. Um, Jay, did you hear about this issue uh, with the UFOs from back in 2004 that the Office of Naval Intelligence has recently admitted, hey, we are covering this up? Yeah, that's, uh, that was quite shocking. Yeah, I mean, you're not accustomed to the government just uh, looking up and saying, uh, yeah, we're hiding this stuff. Uh, what of it? You know, at some point, you just uh, it looks like someone forced their hand. And so, uh, just to just to bring everyone out there listening up to speed that may not have heard about heard about this. Uh, so, uh, the Pentagon has top secret classified briefings and a secret classified video about an infamous UFO incident. Uh, the U.S. Navy has said in response to a public records request, and that's a Freedom of Information Act request or a FOIA. Uh, the files concern the 2004 encounter between the USS Nimitz and a strange unknown aerial object or objects. I believe there were multiples. Um, now, in 2017-2018, uh, three videos of these bizarre aircraft um, that were taken by Navy pilots um, had made national news, and uh, there's actually, I believe that there was a uh, some sort of an executive order uh, that 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 sealed this up, classified it top secret. But it was years after the fact. Is that right? That that is correct. Um, it's it's dodgy. The more you look into it, the more questions pop up. Yeah, I've got it here. It's executive order one three five two six. Sounds like something out of Star Wars. Um, so yeah, that what what uh, I found interesting is the Navy just just came right out and said, um, we do have this evidence. We have video footage, in fact, of this uh, incident, and we cannot disclose it uh, because it would, it would deal grave damage to national security of the United States. I find that intriguing, how a video of a UFO could be uh, deadly to our national security. To me, that suggests that either people would just straight up panic or it would demonstrate to enemies of the United States or potential enemies um, a way to evade radar or some such. Or it would um, reveal top secret United States technology. Those are really the only things I can think of that would make this top secret. What do you think? No, I I agree. Um outside of um, some sort of paranormal uh, event that, uh, you know, I, I think you're right. Um, that, that's, I guess maybe, uh, maybe if these were tied into something that occurred at the same time or right around the same time so that it was obvious if, if people saw it, people would realize, oh, my God, these were responsible for this disaster that happened over here. Um, and and reflect an inability for the government to protect its people, that also could be a national security breach. Yeah, um, I can see that as well. I don't know. I know this one's not quite uh, in your alley, Jay. But No, uh, no, and, and that, that's the thing. Um, it's You're absolutely right. I did want to check with you. I noticed that this this Office of Naval Intelligence is essentially 
It's 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 an oni. Yes. Any relation to the Japanese demons? You know, um, there is a history of the United States government using um, ties to the paranormal um, in you know the early establishment, uh, the government specifically, but also some of the organizations. And it's completely possible, uh, maybe even likely, that uh, there is a tie there. But um, it's so obscure that um, you know I'm I'm not sure on this one. All right, fair enough. But uh, something something I found very interesting as soon as I saw the um, the abbreviation there, I was <laughs> I was a little bit thinking in your direction. Mm. All right, so before we get to the creepiest story of the night, let's talk about these livers. Um, it looks like researchers from the University of uh, it's a university hospital. Jay, how does that work? Uh, well, a university will have like a teaching hospital attached usually. Uh, if, if, if they have, um, you know, a PhD or, or medical program, that is. All right. Uh, so the University Hospital Zurich um, and the University of Zurich, I guess they work in conjunction with one another since it's hospital Makes part of the sense. university. Yeah. Um, they've developed a machine, Jay, that repairs injured, injured human livers and keeps them alive outside the body for up to a week. Keeps them uh, nice and fresh. Yeah, now that's Jay. that's that's unnatural. Uh, well, it's certainly uh, a little creepy. Um, now, the the upside of this, uh, they're saying, until now, uh, livers could only be stored safely for a few hours outside the body. So, getting them from a donor to uh, someone in need was a very rush proposition. You see it in movies all the time: people rushing around with these coolers full of ice and a liver. Um, but uh, this this should let it, uh, I guess it'll greatly expand the reach um, and possibly the laziness of couriers carrying livers. I can see that. They don't have to be there, Johnny on the spot. They can be there, Johnny near the spot. You know? I mean, at that point, you can have Amazon livers. Fair enough, especially with their drone delivery programs coming up. Uh, special drone livery delivers. At any rate, however, uh, the the thing I find most curious about this um, on the up and up. Let's say that uh, the day side of this story, we'll put it that way. Um, this could save a bunch of lives, but they're rebuilding these livers. I mean, they are rejuvenating them. Uh, that sounds like they may have been able to harness the zombie virus in some way. That's a possibility. If they've come up with some sort of a way to uh, harness it, maybe a uh, you know everyone's talking about using CRISPR to modify the genes of things. Perhaps they are these are crispy livers. They've been CRISPRed into a uh, they've they've taken the zombie virus, CRISPRed it into a repair engine, and found a way to cut it off at some point, keep it alive for a certain amount of time, introduce a termination drug to it that kills off the zombie virus, but you rem- remaining. Uh, let lets the liver remain healthy. That would be that would be an excellent application of a very dangerous technology. Uh, I, I agree. Um, I, I don't think there's been enough research in that field of um, uses for the zombie virus outside of you know making zombies. And uh, it sounds like someone's possibly you know taking that ball and started running with it. Yeah, they may have they may have cracked that nut. Um, so uh, here is the extremely creepy 
dark side of this story, the night, the night side, I guess you could say. Um, there are rumors. These are as of yet unconfirmed. I can't name names. Okay, so a grain of salt on this one. But there are rumors um, that purport to come from sources within the hospital that is carrying out these experiments and, um, and, and, and discovered this uh, breakthrough. These rumors suggest, Jay, that... Uh, let me tell you what the rumor is. The rumor is that one of these livers was found outside of its containment system, its life support system, if you will, at night in the middle of a hallway with nothing but a trail of, I guess, liver juice. I don't know what it would be, but some sort of a slime leading back to where it came out of its its little... They, they sort of sit it. I've seen a picture of this. They sort of sit it in a little tray, and it has a, a little fluid in there yeah. that it's kind of floating in, I guess. It's, it's, it's settled on the bottom, but this fluid is in there covering it nearly completely, but not completely. So it has access to air, I guess. I don't know. At any rate, um, there's not a lot of explanation they provided me on this, obviously. But they... Uh, they found this liver in the hall. Mm-hmm. Um, no one had been there. The cameras would have detected any motion big enough for people to move, but it wouldn't detect something as small as the liver creeping down the hallway on its own, Jay. The source believes, and uh, he has a contingent of, uh, I say he could be a she. I'm not letting the cat out of the bag, uh, especially not until I confirm this. Uh, this, again, is an unconfirmed information. Um, he has several uh, people, a contingent, you might say, uh, of, of uh, co-workers that are looking into this, and uh, they've uncovered some, some uh, information that suggests and this might also be part of the avenue towards how they accomplished this, uh, this whole liver thing in the first place, suggests that the, li- the human liver may actually not be human at all, that it may have been an extraterrestrial parasite descended to the planet at some point in the past, the ancient past, because humans have had livers as far back as humans know about human anatomy, but uh, descended and became a parasite living off the human body and that absent its host, but uh, revivified, I guess you could say, the liver is traveling down the hallway seeking another host, Jay. Can you imagine what it might be like to be attacked by a liver that wants in. Oh, that's that's disturbing. At the very least, it's a little slimy. So that is uh, that is the liver story for this evening. I hope that gave you as much chills as it gave me when I first heard it. Um, our final topic for tonight comes to us from a little town in Idaho, Peck, Idaho. Now, this has been kept out of the media. This is, as far as I'm aware, Jay, the first time that this has been publicized in any form or fashion. Uh, So we get the scoop on this one. Um, I do hear that it very well may make the news in the near future. Hopefully, uh, we're we're recording this on a Thursday. We're releasing on a Friday. Hopefully, we'll get there first. But uh, the little town of Peck, Idaho, has been beset recently by a string of three grisly murders. And I mean grisly, a little literally, Jay. Uh, These murders all have one thing in common. The, the corpses were each strangled to death. Have you, heard, have you heard anything about this before I go further? Not in detail, no. They were strangled to death from the inside, Jay. Oh, no, I'm thinking of something completely different then. 
Yeah, they were strangled to death from the inside, their throats having been filled to the point where they could no longer breathe with, get ready for it. Okay. Ribs. Meat on the bone, barbecue ribs. There was barbecue sauce smeared on their throats, around their mouths, their upper torso, their clothing, in the cases where they were wearing a shirt. Okay, so let me get this straight. I can see a couple of ways this could be taken. Are you saying that they were eating ribs and the ribs fought back? I am not saying anything of the kind, Jay. I'm just reporting the facts as I've uh, as I've had them laid out to me by our source. Now, this is a uh, this is a confirmed source, a reliable source. We've had good information from this person in the past. So uh, they recently retired to Peck, Idaho, became a medical. I can't say it. I'm going to give away an identity, Jay. I don't want to do that. So uh, at any rate. They, uh, they have told me about these crime scenes. They are being considered um, homicides. And the uh, unofficial name for the killer, Jay. Yeah. They're calling him the baby back rib killer. I find that a little bit disgusting because I'm a big fan of baby back ribs. Yeah, yeah, I am too. And apparently the killer does consume ribs while uh while at the crime scene. Apparently, you know, a lot of these a lot of these killers are rather sick individuals and uh, they always get something out of their their kills. And this guy apparently or gal, I don't know who it might be, but they're apparently enjoying a baby back rib meal with whatever is left that they couldn't stuff down the throat. Yeah, that's disgusting. One victim was found uh, in in their bedroom. Their spouse was still asleep next to them when it happened. Don't ask me how they pulled that off. I don't know. Seems to me they were mostly shoving things in. I mean, that, that right there suggests to me, Jay, that it's not someone just being a little overzealous eating ribs. No, I, I can see that, um, but it, it still doesn't match up. There's got to be some missing component here because that it's. I, I just don't see that happening. One of them was an 18 year old, found rib filled, by the side of a swimming pool at the high school, where they had been apparently swimming, outside of normal class hours. That's the one with the bare torso. Did you know that uh, rib bones float, Jay? They do? Yep. The uh, consumed ribs, bones are generally left. That's how they know that they're eating the ribs. They're at the crime scene. Uh, there, was, there was a number of uh, rib bones floating in the water in that swimming pool at the high school by the corpse. With the bare torso. Smeared with barbecue. It's sad. It's really sad. I mean, there's some creepy people out there, Jay. 
or is it a person at all? Idaho's not known for their baby back ribs. Maybe they got it really good chilies in the area. That's who I think of anyway. When I think of baby back ribs, I think of chilies because of those commercials. Yeah, I, th- I think that's pretty common. All right. Well, I think that's uh, that covers the topics we have today. I hope to bring more baby back rib killer news in the future. Um, but uh, we wanted to start out with just a you know a couple of interesting topics to go through and just say hello. We're back. You'll be hearing from us next Friday. Jade, you have anything you wanted to say before we get out of here? You know, um, just keep an eye out for my uh, upcoming um, fashion line. Um, What's it called? Confession. That sounds awesome, actually. It sounds like a perfume line. Well, you know, we're, we're, we have a couple of other deals in the making to sort of tie in, so that, that's a possibility as well. Sweet. All right. Uh, so you and I have some discussion to have, but before... We get there. As you turn off this program and go to settle in for bed tonight, don't forget to look underneath the bed and behind your pillow. Make sure there aren't any rib bones laying around. We'd hate to lose one of our listeners. Every one of our listeners is precious, but there is a killer out there that does love his baby back ribs. You know, just on the safe side, you might want to keep a fresh pack of baby wipes just in case that barbecue sauce gets out of hand. Have a safe week, everybody.